Welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat, brought to you on the Michigan Business Network. Chris Holman here, broadcasting from uh, our remote studios in the garden level of my home, assisted by my uh, Black Lab Walter and uh, our rescue dog, Baxter. But we still have far-reaching fingers, and we're going to reach all the way to uh, D.C. right now. And Todd McCracken, who's the CEO of the National Small Business Association, on the Hill every day, knows as much, probably, as anyone about what is going on there. And Todd, thanks so much for taking a moment here here to jump on with us. Why don't you give us what is going on right now? Hey, Chris, it's always good to be with you. Well, you know, you think they've passed a bill and are trying to roll out a loan program, things will be quiet for a while, but not so. <laughs> the Senate's gearing up already for round two that could happen this week. They may vote on adding maybe up to $250 billion or so to the to the small business rescue package uh, on top of the $350 billion they passed a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, it's fun times. We're trying to figure out if, uh, how much headway we can make on uh, making some changes to the program in addition to, to funding it more because, of course, it's been out there for a few days and there's been lots of frustrations for various reasons for people trying to get their loans. But we think we've already learned some lessons uh, from that program and things could be modified a bit to make things better a bit. We're trying to figure out if there's time for that. Well, you know, I've talked to several bankers, and one of the complaints is that the site goes down so much. But he also said it it reminded me of other times when, you know, we just put on programs that overwhelm the circuitry, etc. Is there anything in the way the program is written that you would change on behalf of small business? Well, this is happening so fast that we haven't developed a list of language for this yet. But the big thing we're hearing from small companies is that the distribution of the loan really does depend on who you know, right? So banks are putting their best customers, view they have long-standing lending relationships with, first in line in many cases. And that's not required by law, but it's also not prevented by law. So the banks can get these loans out as much as they want to as many people they want or as few as they want. And they can figure out who to serve first. So a lot of banks are going to their best customers first, and then their other customers second, and then new customers third if there's still any money left. So what we're finding is that means a lot of companies that are service base really have not done much with lending because they don't have collateral in the business and they haven't maybe borrowed money from a bank before suddenly they don't have that relationship to get them in the door to get the money yeah yeah and we from the perspective of what the the congress is trying to do that doesn't feel right but we're not sure what the fix is for that yet because we still think the best way to do this is through private banks and at some level they're going to do what they're going to do and we can't give them disincentives to participate in the program. But we've got to find a way to make sure that all businesses can take advantage of this, not just those that have a long-standing friendship with the banker. You know, I wonder if there's a directive that could be given to SBA to use its preferred lender circuit and maybe give some directives there. Those are, I'm sure, the kind of things that you're looking for right now. So I think about the uh, small business startups that have been bootstrapping to this point, And quite frankly, one of my businesses is exactly that way. And so for that company, you're right. There is no banking relationship at this point. Yeah. And they still, I think especially if they add more money into the system, they they still have a pretty good chance of getting their money, but they won't be first in line for sure. And they're going to have to do some searching around to find a bank that will take their business Yeah, in some cases. So those are the kind of problems we want to work on. There's also this arbitrary limit that Treasury and the SBA put in after the legislation was passed that basically said for the forgiveness portion of the loan, no more than 25% of that can be for non-payroll items. So even though they 
allow you to be forgiven for your rent expenses, your utilities, mortgage interest, if you have any. There's a limit on those things. And of course, there are some kinds of businesses where they have they need a particular location, for instance, where their rental or mortgage interest expenses are quite substantial. Yeah. And it really negatively impacts those businesses and really favors those companies that are that are heavily employee focused. We understand they're focused on employees right now, but those businesses as entities need to find a way to survive too, to employ the people they do employ and, and generate the economic activity they generate. So I think we might look for some changes there as well. So is the talk of the next wave, which means we may have you on again tomorrow, is that supplemental from a dollar standpoint or are they realizing some of these little caveats that they should be, corrections they should be making? Well, the main impetus is to get more money in the program. I mean, they're looking at another $250 billion. So this will, if this passes and gets through the House as well, suddenly our $350 billion small business program will be a $600 billion small business program. Yeah. I mean, it's not a question that could be more. Because when this was all conceptualized, it seems like a lifetime ago, but really just a few weeks ago, I don't think people still realize just the depth of what was going to happen and how many businesses would be closed and what the economic downturn would look like yeah. and how long it would last. And so now the little more reality is set in. I'm happy to see that they're willing to act so quickly. Absolutely right. You know, there's another piece of this that was kind of interesting. In talking to two bankers, they said, we've never had requests for loans from so many other states, New York and California, right. for community banks here in mid-Michigan area, you know, so well, they're reaching. We're fanning out. I mean, and what something I believe is happening, and, and I, I'm a little bit torn because on the one hand, I would advise it for some companies, but I think they are applying to more than one bank. And there have been rumors out there that you can't apply to more than one bank. I don't believe that's true. You just can't take more than one of these loans. Yeah, right. But I think there's some companies that had a conundrum because they will apply and then hear nothing. They don't know where they are in the queue. They don't know if they're going to hear back today, next month. And so they'll say, well, I'll go find another bank and apply there too. And I'll just take the one that comes first. And that's maybe causing some of the backup, but it also might be a smart move on some of these businesses because some of these banks might not get back to them anytime soon if they're not a preferred customer. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, Todd McCracken, CEO of the National Small Business Association, thanks so much for keeping us abreast. Don't go to bed because we'll probably be calling you again soon. I'll be here. Thanks, Todd. You're listening to the Michigan Business Beat on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Chris Holman. Stick around. There's a lot ahead.